0: Ronnie Kay, 11 a.m. to noon on Mile High Sports. Coming down quite quite hard in the Mile High City. Uh, So if you're out there driving, be safe. Visibility getting low, and I am seeing some reports of crashes up north. Uh, Particularly if you get higher in elevation, too. It's it's starting to come down, and and apparently we're going to get, I tell you what, live from the Mile High Sports Weather Center, gusty winds and colder temperatures settling into the Denver area today. Brief system could bring an inch of snow to the city. We'll quickly warm back up over the weekend, but I tell you what, down the I-25 corridor from Fort Collins to Castle Rock, it is snowy. Visibility is low. We ask you to drive safe. Go slow, 33 degrees at 1131. By the way, we figured out why we named storms, apparently. Uh, Alex, tell us. So meteorologists long ago, they learned that naming tropical storms and hurricanes will help people remember the storms and communicate about them more effectively. So if there's a certain name attached to a storm, mm. we are more likely to remember what we went through. Really? So that's why we named these storms. That is why. It's like 20 years later when we could be like, oh, yeah. Remember when Hurricane Andrew killed everybody on the East Coast? Remember when Tropical Storm Sandy like decimated our family? Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, great if, memory. If Hurricane Katrina wasn't named, it would just be the hurricane in New Orleans in two thousand five. Yeah. yeah. Remember when Katrina like decimated that area? Yeah. Yeah. We love to remember those kind of memories. I think it's dumb we name storms, but that's a whole nother day for a whole nother topic. Uh, who stands to benefit? I swear it's a sports program, by the way. You know, it's Friday. It was very tough getting up today. I have to be honest. I was getting up and I was like, oh, God, it's snowing outside. It's Friday. I just want to stay in. Today feels like those perfect. Yes, it's Friday. We have to meet our Logan quota by playing that at least once. And that's that'll be it. Um, it felt like a real good like hot chocolate just stay under the covers day. Uh, who stands to benefit the most from the Broncos' new head coaching staff? Because we, we basically know the main culprits or, or the, 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 uh, the main key cogs of the uh, Broncos' coaching staff. Of course, Fangio, Scangarello, Donatel, Munchett, Kolar, and Associates. They will be the law firm down at Dove Valley. I think the, the first initial name that comes to mind is on the offensive line, and that offensive lineman is Garrett Bowles. Because Bowles has issues fundamentally, right? It's the footwork, it's his hips, it's 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 kind of a mental side of things. It seems like he gets beat early, and then all of a sudden he is just it's in his head basically the entire day. The entire day. And uh, or I should say game. But, but I think Munchak comes in and is, and is able to bring those fundamentals that Bowles needs still. And if he does that, because I think if he's fundamentally sound, Bowles can actually be a pretty darn good left tackle. He was not awful towards the end of the season. So I think Garrett Bowles is going to benefit greatly. I also think uh, the tight ends should see an uptick in play, even more so than this year. Remember, under Rich Gangarello. And uh, that offense they had in San Francisco, George Killer really broke out as a premier tight end. Another big opportunity to see who is the tight end of the future. Would the Broncos bring back both Jeff Hireman and then, of course, Jake Butt, hopefully healthy? Hireman now, too, for for some money. Should be cheap. Should be cheap. So I think he's going to benefit. I think a lot of guys on defense are going to benefit. And and a big one to me is Isaac Yadam. Because Yadam is kind of on that fringe of like, we're not sure if this guy can actually play. Made some major rookie mistakes, but he kind of showed some flash. And let's remember the guys that flourished under Vic Fangio in that defense. at Donatel, Uh, guys like Fuller, Jackson, really became... um, the, those 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 X factor differences because look, they they know Roquan Smith and Khalil Mack. Those are those are going to be productivity guys. But who what are you going to get from the guys that it could go either way? And and they got great play by developing those guys. And I think guys like Yadam, Will Parks, Justin Simmons, I think are going to be tremendous, tremendous players for Denver, particularly the two safeties. I, I believe these two safeties will be in the end, when their careers are all said and done, I think they're gonna be ring of famers for the Broncos. I think there is so much potential there for ten year careers playing side by side, just as as at one is the the hard and their their styles match each other so well. Will Parks, the hard hitter, the savvy kind of not afraid to lower the boom guy. Justin Simmons, more center field, cerebral. And as long as they both remain good tacklers, I can't see why they don't have long careers in Denver. Good guys off the field, community, always involved in a lot of the stuff going on with the Broncos off-field initiatives. I love the two safeties, and I think they're going to flourish under Vic Fangio and become serious players and, and take their careers to the next level. I think they're, they stand to benefit greatly. I think there are also linebackers who are going to benefit as well, too, particularly young ones. We'll see how Jeff Holland and Josie Jewell, and I know there are some who are a little bit more critical on Josie Jewell than others, but if if Fangio does exactly what he did in Chicago, which was putting guys in the correct position to be better than what they are, guys like Holland and Jewell can flourish, and I'm really excited to see that. My hope is they bring back Shelby Harris. I would love to see them bring back Shelby Harris because I also think he, too, could be put in position to better rush the quarterback. And thus, you know, I, I think everybody looks at Shelby Harris as a guy who's not going to put up big sack numbers, but maybe his sack numbers do reach the six, seven, eight sack range a year. Who knows? And coaching can be the difference between that. So I am really excited to see a lot of these players under this coaching staff because I do think this roster was far better than 2017 and 2018's results. I, I think it's really, and I know this is said constantly and I hate to pile on, but what Vance Joseph did was just, it just didn't, most of the time it didn't even make sense. Like there was no, there was no even logic behind it from the play calling to putting people in certain positions. I mean, dropping Bradley Chubb back into coverage to cover Jordy Nelson, nothing of that makes sense. You're not putting the guys in their best position to win. Not even putting them on the field. Demarcus Walker, I still preach the, and I know everybody is a little different in opinion than not myself, I'm probably not in the majority here. I still think DeMarcus Walker is going to be a heck of a player. I really do. And he's basically going to act as a free agent acquisition for them this year because they didn't put him on the field. They screwed up his rookie year by trying to have him change his complete different position. And and I'm and and, and I hope that that also doesn't become a thing as well, too. Because this was such a big thing under Vance Schoef is that, oh, we're going to take this guy. He's very, very talented at what he did at Florida State. That's fine. We're going to make him drop all the weight and make him a linebacker. We're going to have him drop 30 pounds and just expect him that he's going to play at that level. It's like, come on, dude. Like, seriously? That's like saying, oh, hey, uh, you're a plumber, but we need an electrician. we're going to have you stop being a plumber and make you learn electrician in a span of three months and then we need you to be very very effective as an electrician and we need you to do that now so when we see you in august you better be able to wire an entire complete house it's like come on man seriously that's how it is in this nfl that's how difficult it is it's and, and this goes from left to right on the offensive line. We talked about this with Ron Leary. So my hope is that this new coaching staff doesn't do those stupid, ridiculously dumb ideas. They, they start brewing these ideas that we're just going to put Ron Leary on the right side because that's what he's, he's – an, he's an offensive lineman, right? He should be good at it. That's not how it works. Changing from left to right, you don't realize how difficult it is. And I think maybe some of in the media understand that because we talk to these players and we we get an opportunity to really learn the differences. It's not that easy. It's not just saying, hey, go play on the right side. It's like learning a complete new job. And I think my hope is that Fangio's experience in knowing that you can't turn players into something you want them to be. You just have to pick up the guys who fit you best and then put them in those best positions to win. My hope is that just by default there, that they become a far better team and, and they, it allows them to play faster. You hear that term a lot as they get to play faster, particularly on offense. Denver struggled with that, particularly uh, under the Mike McCoy situation. Is It was so complex, they couldn't play faster. Meaning that they know exactly where they need to be, exactly at the right time, and they could just simply execute. They don't have to think about it at that time. And just by that, they should be a far better team. We'll talk about that more coming up. 303-831-1340. That is the hotline, the text line here at Mile High Sports. A uh, Snowy Friday. Drive safe if you're out there because uh, there is a little bit of accumulation starting on the ground. Some big snowflakes, massive snowflakes here at uh, the Spiral Tower, we like to call it, at Ninth and Lincoln. It's Mile Life Sports. Well, I'll tell you, my